artists, especially those working with lenses, are inextricable from the world. There's this kind of image of oblivion that, that happens when marginalized people are not really photographed. I'm infatuated with the idea of the encounter. What's kind of wonderful about dodging and burning tools, of course, is that they're meant to be invisible. Enthusiasm, love, a desire to record. You have to have the courage to find the world beautiful. Welcome to the Lightwork Podcast. I'm Shane Lavalette, director of Lightwork. As an artist-run, nonprofit organization, Lightwork has been supporting emerging and under-recognized artists working in photography since 1973. We host an international residency program, a public access lab facility, and showcase artists' work through exhibitions and publications, including Contact Sheet, one of the longest-running photography journals in the world. Consider supporting the mission of the organization by becoming a subscriber to Contact Sheet today online at lightwork.org. Over the years, Lightwork's multiple galleries have featured over 500 exhibitions. Each year, four exhibitions are installed in our main gallery, the Kathleen O. Ellis Gallery, accompanied by a printed issue of Contact Sheet. In recent years, along with each exhibition, we've asked our exhibiting artists to take a few minutes to discuss their work and some of the ideas that drive their creative practice. You can see the work of these artists in the pages of Contact Sheet or on our website at lightwork.org. We hope you enjoy listening. Hello, my name is Meryl Meisler. I'm an artist whose passion is photography. The title of my exhibit, Best of Times, Worst of Times, refers to Charles Dickens' novel, A Tale of Two Cities. This body of work is a mini retrospective of sorts for my first two books, A Tale of Two Cities, Disco Era Bushwick, and Purgatory and Paradise, Sassy 70s, Suburbia and the City, and a few other surprises thrown in. Those two worlds collided for me. I was headed for Studio 54 the night of the big blackout of 1977. Boom! The next day, the world heard about a small neighborhood called Bushbrook, where fires and looting went on through the night and days to follow. I thought I'd never end up there. A few years later, I find myself teaching at Bushwick. After taking my first photo classes in college and moving to New York City in 1975, I carried my camera with me everywhere. I photographed the street, the wild nightlife, friends, family, community members, colleagues, students, dance partners, performers, strangers in the night, people I pass on the streets. Just everything I did. (laughs) The camera was with me everywhere. I don't go to photograph. I photograph where I'm going. However, most of this work was not shown for decades. They were pretty wild, not the kind of stuff you would show being a school teacher and expect to keep your job. And I didn't even realize that they were that unusual. It really took the invitation by a, another teacher to start looking through my Bishop work to realize that these slides, even though they were taken with a point and shoot camera, They were gorgeous. They were not just historical. They were beautiful. And I became obsessed with them. 
the earliest photo is from 1975. I'm at a friend's wedding in Long Island. I'm one of her bridesmaids. She said the flowers arrived late. The latest one, 1987, shows two buildings bathed in color and sunlight. One's burnt out, while the other one shows signs of life. I took it while walking from my job as an art teacher at IS 291 in Bushwick on the way home to the subway. My entire childhood, adolescence, and young adulthood informs this body of work. My dad, Jack, was a printer by trade, but he was a passionate photographer whose subject was his family. My grandfather, Murray, was a machinist. Grandpa always had a camera and light meter on him and he used it. It didn't matter we didn't see his photos. The act of photography was important unto itself. I got my first camera at age seven and photographed my family, friends, school trips, Girl Scout trips. I've photographed the same kind of subjects throughout my life. I moved to New York City in 1975 and continued photographing my family and friends on Long Island whenever I'd visit. New York City was amazing to me. I fell in love with it as soon as I moved there and continued to have this passionate love affair with New York City until this day. Going out at night to discos and punk clubs, I brought my camera along. Whether working as a hostess at Gogo Bars, as a photographer for the American Jewish Congress, filing for unemployment, or during my 31-year <laughs> career as a New York City public school teacher, I carried my camera to capture moments that amazed or mystified me. Many people were surprised about the humor in my photos. Even down and out, Bushwick was filled with humor and delight. I want to explain who I was and where I come from. I want to show my earliest photographs, dating from 1973 in Long Island, juxtaposed with the streets and rich nightlife of New York City that I moved to in the mid-70s. Thus, purgatory and paradise, sassy 70s suburbia and the city came down. It also addressed early Semitism that I encountered as a child and my own coming out as a queer person. To me, photography is a visual diary. I'm drawn to photographing people and things that I either find very typical, almost like a Norman Rockwell moment, or it's something I've never seen before. I'm drawn to the ordinary and the extraordinary. For color slides, I do high-res scans and archival pigment prints. At first, I was printing the black and white digitally, but then looking through my vintage prints, I fell back in love with the beauty of darkroom prints. I enrolled in a beginning photography class to relearn how to print in the darkroom. I wanted to print its never-seen work as it was always intended to be seen. I want to make new work using black and white negative film and making gelatin silver prints. At the same time, of course, I use digital cameras on my phone. The best camera is the one you have on you. In my opinion, most visual images contain symbols and cultural and historical references. Photographs, they, you know, they can be archeological elements. And artifacts, every object, whether it's a wall decor, furniture, signage, costume, fashion, hairstyles, it, it's all an indication of a special time and place. Since my work is basically autobiographical, 
my identity and issues as a woman, a Jew, a lesbian, a middle-class teacher, baby boomer, New Yorker, liberal, American, and just so much more influence how I perceive and create art about the world around me. I tend to work organically during a shoot. Sometimes I use specific elements such as an interior setting at a nightclub or someone's home, and I see it as a stage setting. For self-portraiture, I've dug into my closets to find costumes worn in my life, such as prom dresses and Girl Scout uniforms. While an artist in residence and light work, I saved all the test strips from working in the darkroom and made a crowning gown with the test strips, anointing myself the test strip queen. When photographing on the street, I try to remember what I've learned photographing underwater. If you swim too quickly and try to catch up with a fish, You'll just run out of oxygen more quickly. Be calm, the fish come to you. There's magic on the streets. I don't run after someone or run after some event to take a photograph. I try to keep a very zen, open, meditative attitude. If it's meant to be, it comes to you. If you miss it, so what? It's only a photograph. It's in your memory bank. Another magical moment will come your way. I'm so grateful to Lightwork for the opportunities and support they give to artists. My 2019 artist in residency at Lightwork was a life changer. It also reinforced my determination to return to the darkroom. It's a real honor to have this exhibit, best of times, worst of times. Hey, I'm a printer's daughter. The very fact that this work is preserved in a beautifully designed and printed edition of light work is just thrilling. I've come to realize that the strength of my work is the humanity and humor I seek in people from all walks of life. I usually photograph people and things I find uplifting. This touches upon another personal issue that I've dealt with in my entire adult life, depression, and its unwelcome sidekick anxiety. Photography, creating art, and therapy, among many other things, helped me cope. For example, while I was working as a school teacher for almost 14 years in Bushwick, I avoided photographing uh, people who were really strung out. If I photographed the buildings that was burnt out, it was like there was something beautiful about the light hitting it, or the story behind it. I chose to photograph moments of joy, among other things. It lifted my spirits and gave me the strength to get up the next day and go back to work again, day after day after day, year after year after year. The act of photography and creating art lifts my spirits. I hope my work lifts yours. Locally and globally, we're hit so hard by this COVID-19 pandemic, the loss of life, and then the loss of social interactions. My goodness, looking at these photographs now are reminders. You know, we took for granted celebrations of life, being able to hug and kiss people, shake hands, laugh together, go out together, go to a club, go to a party, hold someone's hand, just be there for someone the very, uh, 
social interactions we once took for granted, they seem like an ancient history. I hope we come through this pandemic with greater appreciation for small acts of kindness and community. I hope we rediscover the beauty of generosity of hope. Please, whatever you do, be patient with yourself and others. Remember, health and well-being come first, then art. You want to live long and well and be healthy. That's the gift. Then you can give your gift of art. Like a phoenix, let's try to lift each other up and rise. Like I said, life's tough enough. And you know what? Great things came out of really hard times before. There'll be new music, new visual and performing arts. Let's be there. You know, from the worst of times, sometimes comes the best of times. This, I can only hope this is true. Be well. What the heck? I might as well leave you with these words from Charles Dickens. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of fullness. Thanks for tuning in to the Lightwork podcast. Lightwork's community lab facility in Syracuse, New York, provides a space for artists to come together, share ideas, learn about photography, and make new work. If you're an artist, Lightwork Lab can also make exhibition quality prints, scans, or retouch your work for you. Connect with the lab online at lightwork.org/lab. If you'd like to support this podcast, consider Lightwork's fine print program. Featuring exclusive signed prints starting at just $300, buying from our online shop is an excellent way to further your personal art collection while supporting Lightwork's mission of offering opportunities to emerging and underrecognized artists working in photography. Browse our selection of limited edition prints, signed books, and contact sheet at lightwork.org shop. If you can't support us financially, consider telling two friends about this podcast.